This segment is about change the conversation. With tens of millions of LinkedIn invites, emails, and voicemails going out each week, it can be very difficult to sound different. Sounding different and thinking different is what this segment's about. So remember, as we talk about changing the conversation and we give these examples, it all starts with your mindset first. You have to be detached with high intent and abundant. Let's go. All right, Dan, here's the first one we've got. Dear Dan, I just wanted to bubble this up to your inbox. I'm not sure if you had received my previous email about our expertise in, quote, setting up your DevOps pipeline, custom application development, and quality assurance. We would love to showcase our services to you while understanding your current challenges and areas where our company can assist. How about a call this week or perhaps sometime next week? Looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you. Regards. All right, Kylie. The only thing I would see from here that our listeners could have a positive takeaway from is at least the conciseness of it. But let's get into it. I just wanted to bubble this up in your inbox. The first sentence, I just wanted to. It's a very meek, very unsure way of representing yourself. Hey, I just want to. It's almost like you're saying, I'm sorry. I hope you don't mind. It doesn't exude confidence or anything like that. But my favorite part, and I'm seeing this a lot, I just wanted to bubble this up in your inbox. I don't know. Does this person think I'm taking a bath? I'm just not (laughs) too sure what bubble means. And I've seen this several times. I'm thinking a lava lamp. A lava lamp. Yeah, that's coming to mind. Ah, I like that, actually. Let's bubble this up in your inbox. (laughs) I will tell our listeners briefly as we have a little fun with this. Look, if you're sending this out to a decision maker, someone who owns a company, a C-suite, a vice president, any kind of executive, um, you really don't want to be... Bubbling. Bubbling anything (laughs) up in their inbox. It has a lot to do with how they look at you and the, and the brand or how they would interpret the experience with you. So um, not a strong start. Continuing, I'm not sure if you had received my previous emails about our expertise. A couple things here. I'm going to go to the our expertise. This person's telling me out of the gate that it's important that I understand their expertise. It's not about receiving emails and having a conversation so they can learn about my business. It's all about, hey, did you receive my emails about our expertise? It's all about them. All about them. The next part is, I'm not sure if you received my previous emails. This is a big problem right now in outreach, whether LinkedIn, email, whatever. To our listeners, prospects do not need to acknowledge your emails. They do not need to acknowledge your attempts to connect with them. They will connect with you on their own terms. If you are in the habit of asking your prospects via LinkedIn or email if they've received your intro or your information, I would remove that habit immediately. People don't care. It's not about you. All right, it's about your prospect. They'll connect with you when they're ready. 
The name of the game is process and consistency. Dan, I have a question. I've seen some controversial opinions on this on LinkedIn, and I'm curious to get your take on it because I think it goes right along with what we're talking about. I've heard some salespeople say it would be nice if the prospect actually responded back to me and just told me they weren't interested. They don't even respond, and that's rude. My comment to that is why? Why does it matter? Are you building a pipeline just for today? Are you building a funnel just for the next 60, 90 days? Do you plan on leaving your job in six months so that you're not worried about your pipeline six and nine and 12 months from now? That's ridiculous. It doesn't matter. If the prospect's not returning, the prospect's not acknowledging, if they're not giving you any kind of response, who cares? Unless you plan on leaving your job or getting out of sales within the next six months. Because all you're right there showing is your scarcity. You need something from them and you want something from them. They don't owe you anything. They don't, they don't need to validate you. I would get past that habit and that thought process very quickly. Do you think there's attachment in there as well? What do you mean? I'm almost thinking they have some kind of expectation. If they're expecting a response from the prospect, that to me is almost an attachment. Yeah, anytime you have an expectation, there comes that human instinct to attach. Now, we've talked about this before. The idea is moving from an expectation to a standard. And a standard is something that you control. An expectation isn't always something you can control. Going into the second line, we would love to showcase our services. Again, it's all about this individual. This tells me that they're going to spend their time trying to prove to me why their services are so good. And I don't want to spend my time listening to someone pitch me about services that I don't even know if I need, nor do I care to make a change to. But then they continue on with, we would love to showcase our services to you while understanding your current challenges. So understanding my current challenges is going to happen during or after they showcase their current services. So what I'm hearing there is that my current challenges are secondary, absolutely, and they're showcasing their service is the primary reason for us to get together and talk. And then at the end, I got to say this, I love it. It's the all-important assumptive close. Oh, yeah. How about a call this week or perhaps next week? Again, because in three weeks, I'm no longer going to be in this job. So can <laughs> we meet as soon as possible? Because I got a quota to meet. So- this is an example of, of what not to do. Here's an example of what a good framework sounds like. I might say, Kylie, don't know the standing of your business, and we've never met, but we've had some experience recently helping consulting firms like yours with A, B, or C, and I would list them off. But then I would also add, not assuming these are things that you're experiencing or that they're things that you need to fix or find improvement with. Simply suggesting that an exploratory call might make sense, but only on your time frame and when convenient for you. That's about 150 words. And the key is at the end, when you're specifically telling the prospect on their time frame when it makes sense to them. 
That is your way of showing your detachment, your peer-to-peer approach, and your abundance. It is different than what your prospect is currently receiving from your competitors and other people trying to get their time. If you're ready to get uncomfortable and level up to high performer status, find out how you can change the conversation by sending us your sales outreach via email or voice recording at podcast at lapin180.com. We're going to anonymously share these with our listeners and offer feedback for you. 